0: Well, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, of course, as you know, Robert is here to get confirmed this morning. We're going to ask him some questions, yes, from the Ten Commandments today that he might share with us some of what he's learned. And so I'm going to ask him to come up and be at the lectern because I I want his voice to be able to be heard by all of you. And I'm maybe just going to lead off a a little bit. As you know, the the Ten Commandments are, are kind of broken into two tables. The first table has to do with our relationship with God, and the second table has to do with our relationship with other people. And so I, I, I told him for today I'm gonna to let him do the first three commandments and, and their meetings as we start out. And so if you're ready, Robert, the first three. First commandment, you shall
1: ignore God's the meaning good. is you should fear both the trust in God above all things. Very good. Second commandment, you shall in the promise is to name Lord your God. The meaning is, you should fear and love God so you do not curse, swear, use the time of God as what I receive by His name. Call upon him in every trouble, pray and pray to give Very thanks. Very nice. Virgin Mary. Oh, you should know. Remember, Sabbath, you need a holy. The meaning is, you should fear and love God so you do not despise the preaching and His word, but hold the sacred God.
0: Uh, Very nice. And uh, so we we kind of see some interesting things in our our present day and age. Um, You know, uh, uh, just a thought. How many people are putting their personal health first today rather than God? No, just, just a thought. Yeah, you know, I, I sometimes like to, to drill down a, a little bit. Sometimes I'm maybe just on the edge of, of stepping on your shoe and messing up the shine. Right, because after all, that's what they, they told the old-time pastors. You know, you got to be able to step on someone's toes without messing up the shine on their shoe. That's kind of a fine line, isn't it?
1: But just thinking about it, right? We're
0: supposed to always put God first. I mean, this week we, we saw the vice president of the United States tour of facility and he was almost crucified because he didn't wear a mask while well, he was there. You probably all saw it in the news. Right? What are people putting first right now? They're, they're putting right, their personal health even above God. We're seeing it, aren't we? God reminds us. He is supposed to be number one. He is supposed to be the chief concern that God would be first. And, of course, the the third commandment, right? Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. As we're going through the, the catechism, we've talked about this before, right? That precious Bible verse. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as is the manner of some, but encourage one another all the more as you see the day of trouble approaching. Right? That's what it means. That we would fear and love God so we would not despise preaching or his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. Well, Robert, I'm going to let you maybe go on to the, the fourth commandment. Yeah, he's like ready to get out of here, but I'm going to make him stay a little bit longer. If you would, would do commandment number four, please parents very good that's it exactly and, and so again we see a, a, a commandment that you know maybe we could even feel a, a little bit concerned about here today because the, the commandment does say that we are supposed to right? honor, serve, and obey, love, and cherish our authorities. And yet, is there a limit to that? What do you you think? Are are you ready to answer an extra question? Is there a limit to how much we should obey authorities? Yet, yes, even our parents. What do you think? Well, I, can, I can phrase it a, a, a different way is there any time that you should maybe disobey Yeah, even me is there any time you should disobey your parents if they tell you to disobey God's
1: word what yeah. it really respectful?
0: if they tell you to disobey God's word that is the place where then you must in, in a respectful way right, say to your authority what, what, what would you say under the best circumstances. I'm sorry, but I may not do this because it will disobey the Lord's word. Disobey no, the Lord's word. So if your dad comes to you and says, hey, now that you've come of age, we can go to Walmart and shoplift together. Wouldn't that be fun? You would have to say, I'm sorry, Dad, I I can't do that. It would be breaking the Lord's commandment. And so we we see that God's commands must be number one. if, If your parent or any other authority were to tell you, you must break the Lord's command, you would have to, in a respectful way, be able to respond and say, I'm sorry, I can't do that. For I must follow God rather than man. How about number five?
1: You shall not murder. The meaning is you should fear God so that you do not hurt or harm your neighbor.
0: Support him in every physical deed. Very nice. But let me ask you a, a, a hard question Is there a difference between killing and murdering? That's kind of a hard question, isn't it? Murdering is the act of scheming
1: against your neighbor and going through with actually doing it. And killing is defending or protecting your family.
0: Okay, and, and so kind of a, an interesting uh, sidelight as many denominations are, are changing their catechism. You know, many of you have friends and neighbors. You might go to a confirmation. You might hear, thou shalt not kill. For us in the Missouri Senate, we still make that distinction because you know, our, our young men and women might have to go off to war Right, in the midst of war they might have to kill somebody else in order to protect the safety of their friends. For you at your home someday an evildoer might invade. You might have to kill someone to protect your own family, your your own children, your your own property. A person in authority in the state might have to perform a public execution of another murderer. And so within our Missouri Senate, we still acknowledge that there is that difference. Maybe, Maybe that's one of the reasons that we have so many chaplains out in the armed forces, right? Because we still see that distinction that you might be called upon at some time in your life to kill another person in order to protect your friends, in order to protect your family, in order to be able to serve your government. And so the commandment for us remains, thou shalt not murder. And, and again, what, what is it to murder? Is, is that I have that anger inside, I begin to scheme against my neighbor, I have hatred in my heart, and then I go about sneaking up uh, upon them and ending their life for my own personal interest. And so we do have that difference uh, still today. Well, how about number six?
1: You should not commit adultery. What does it mean? We should fear no
0: God so we may actually appear you in Jesus' life and we be saying to him, let's be my Very good. You know, just uh, in, in summary, as we think uh, about this uh, commandment, I, I came up with a, a very simple three-word phrase uh, that I teach to the students, and it's simply, sex is sacred. Now, if you think about that, if people in our day and age would regard sex as sacred, how many problems would simply evaporate? But no, people treat sex as a, a recreational drug, right? People treat sex as a, a, a weapon, perhaps. People treat sex in many different ways as lust being a primary component and if we would just remember God has so much to say in the scripture we would not commit adultery we would not commit homosexual acts we would not spend this uh, time of COVID-19 on the internet pursuing pornography that we would regard sex in the way that God designed it, as being sacred. You should not commit adultery. Well, maybe, you know, we'll we'll maybe start drilling on Robert a a little bit, uh, let you have a a few commandments and meanings, and just kind of go for it, man. them. Yes. To very nice and so that kind of concludes the, the questioning phase uh, for today Robert you did a, a wonderful job everything is right in place so thanks so much you, you might return to your seat and maybe the pastor has to uh, be able to talk a, a little bit more. Continue with a, a, some kind of a sermon today. Thank you. This may be the, the first time that he's you know stood before people and had to give any kind of speech or presentation. And so he did really really well. Very good. Feeling it okay? Great. <sighs> but dear friends, there, there we have. God's commands to us. The things that that he says are the very most important. Uh, Again, we saw in the first three commands, the first table, that's how we are to relate to God. Those are the things that are supposed to be uppermost in our mind. In the second table, we see the way we're supposed to relate to other people. Honor your father and your mother. Don't murder Don't take other people's things. Don't bear false testimony against them. Respect their property. Respect the the things that they hold close in their heart. These are the fundamentals, aren't they? It it really is the, the foundational bedrock that will help us to lead good lives. They're so important. You know what happens we, we get a, a little bit damn, I'm tired, we get a little bit frustrated we get a, a, a little bit perturbed with, with how things maybe are going in our, our own personal lives and we fall short at times don't we you know maybe it's pretty easy to, to raise your hand and say you know what I, I never murdered anybody And for, for uh, you know, most of us here today, we say, well, I never stole anything. And someone might come on and say, well, what about that paper clip in the office that you took that one time for your kid's birthday card? And maybe you could still raise your hand and say, nope, not even the paper clip from the office for personal use. Didn't even do that, Right? But as we kind of continue on through the list of commandments, there's probably one that, that was mentioned where you just kind of went, oh, yeah. There's that time. Maybe it's that, that one for you know a bearing false witness. And you can remember sitting around the high school lunchroom with your friends back in the day. And what was it so easy to do? exaggerate a story a little bit make up a a little something about another person in order to fit in in order to to get vengeance on that person in order just to be a a little bit mean because that's what teenagers do you know or that, that, that coveting Command, right? Maybe that's the, the one that struck home. And you, you remembered as a as a, a little girl, the neighbor's cat used to come over to your house. And you thought to yourself: if I just set out a little bit of food for that critter, it'll come around here more. And it sure has a pretty cat. And it sure has nice fur. And wouldn't it be great if that cat? Stayed with me the rest of the week. See? You're like, oh, there's a, a commandment about that. I would not force or entice away my neighbors, wife, workers, or animals. And, and there you were, breaking the 10th commandment, you see. And so we fail at times. And so there, there might be something in your past that you haven't ever dealt with fully, something that keeps you from having a clear conscience. That's one of the, the reasons I think that God wants us to come to the church every week, isn't it? Because we begin the service with the confession and the absolution. Right, no matter what you have did in the past week, no matter where you've failed, no matter how great even the sin is, you can come before the Holy God and you can profess, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all of the dirt and the junk and the bad feelings, all of the sinful thoughts that I've had in this previous week. And then the pastor is able to stand in the stead and by the command of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and pronouncing those words with the voice of our Savior, you are forgiven. See? Dear friends, we are forgiven our sins. The sins are are washed away once again. We're able to face a brand new week with that sure and certain hope that I'm clean. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ shed upon the cross, I am forgiven. No matter that in the previous week I was standing around gossiping with my friends and at the end of that session I went, oh no, I did it again. And no matter even that I began to make plans to entice or force away my neighbor's wife, workers, or animals and I have them all up in here, I can step back once more. And I can say, you know what, that was wrong of me to make those plans. I'm going to change. I'm going to do it God's way. And that forgiveness comes and flows over even me. Famous uh, pastor in England that had thousands of people in his congregation. He went to the, the local dry cleaner where he had much of, of his work done. And the, the the lady there at the counter of of course said, Oh, oh Pastor, your, your sermon on Sunday was so wonderful. Really touched me. And and, and being a a fella that you know just didn't receive praise and go, you know, oh, oh thank you, or oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really a good guy. And, and instead, he, he kind of drilled down on her a little bit, and, and he said, oh, really, what was it that you liked most about my sermon? He, he kind of, you know, wanted want to know if she was paying attention, really, or if it just was, you know, something the dry cleaner says, you know, maybe to get more business or whatever, just to be nice, and, and and she responded, you know, he, he did kind of catch her. Where she said, you, you know what, it wasn't so much the words of your sermon, but it was that I felt clean afterwards. See? And that really is what Church should do for us, isn't it? That we would be able to come and receive that blessed forgiveness of Jesus our Savior. That we would be able to walk out the door and face the world once again, knowing that we are clean. That our sins are forgiven that we are washed once more as we were washed in holy baptism there's a place where we can go there's a god that loves us so much that he stretched out his arms and he died so that we could be forgiven so that we could be clean once more. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always.
1: Amen.